Hey there, uh, this is Joshua. Uh, just walked out of an uh, interview uh, for this week. Uh, I'm sitting in my car in the rain um, and just had uh, a really, really, really wonderful conversation with Tina. I'm really glad to introduce you to her here. Um, Leslie, uh, who I interviewed for this project, um, introduced me to Tina, and uh, Leslie has become a dear friend since our interview and so I was really looking forward to this and um, uh, Tina definitely did not disappoint in the end uh, she ends up doing a fair amount of interviewing me so uh, in the event that you have some interest in hearing um, a pretty riveting conversation stay tuned um, yeah I'm gonna let let Tina take it from here thanks a lot for listening we're live how old are you for the record I'm 57. Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. It's a privilege I have in this job. Mm -hmm. uh, who are you and how would you describe yourself? Well, the obvious things that I am. Um, I'm a mother and a daughter and a sister and a friend and a, and a girlfriend and a co-worker and all those things. Um, but I think I'm a seeker. Um, of connection and understanding. Are you finding understanding? Am I finding understanding? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes. Mm. And you know, my interests are broad, so sometimes finding understanding is easy. Um, but I really like to understand people mm. more than anything else. And that can be a moving target. Mm -hmm. But that's okay too. Hmm. Well, we'll we'll go we'll take the questions out of order because that's a good segue. Okay. What do we mean to each other, individual to individual? Why do you why do you have this desire to understand people? Um. We need each other. Uh, and. Um, I think that we're living in a very difficult time because um, we need each other and there's a huge polarity. And I think, um, well, I can really only speak for myself and the people close to me, but I think we all are missing that, the ease of being in relationship to people, whether they're family um, or strangers. Um, it's, it's harder to talk to people now feels a little risky. Mm -hmm. But I think we need each other. And, um, you know, for me personally, I find it to be very challenging to give up on people. Mm. Um, and this has been a hard time for that as well, because there are some people that I just can't be in relationship with anymore. Mm -hmm. It could probably be your answer to this question too, but mm -hmm. I'm sure you'll have more to say. Um, What concerns you? And it's really easy for people to say these bigger hunger, right? Yeah. Racism. Uh, what concerns you know, sex me? Sex trafficking. It's, but it's I, like, what impacts your experience? And what gives you a hard time, or what breaks your heart? What loneliness yeah. for myself and from a lot of people in the world. Um, I, 
I work in the medical field and it's a, a, an everyday conversation. Um, the uh, higher numbers of suicide. Um, we come and go from our garages in our cars. We are distracted with our devices or somebody else's device or a TV or a phone and we just don't interact the way we used to. And um, I think there are a lot of people suffering with loneliness. Hmm. And um, that's a hard one to fix. Mm -hmm. But if you don't give up on people, then I mean, I think that's a little bit of what I'm doing every day in the work that I do. Mm -hmm. It's trying to connect with people. And not only because, um, you know, in the jobs that I do, I, um, I, I am in service to others, essentially. Um, but because I, um, I have suffered through a lot of loneliness myself, and I think I recognize it. Mm -hmm. um, but we live in an interesting culture right now. And I'm circling back to that earlier question where uh, we're almost, I think, sizing one another up, or at least I feel that way sometimes. Like, who are you? And is it, is it safe to say these things to you? Mm -hmm. These things that I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. What does... Uh what does community mean to you? And, and like, what does it look like to you without this loneliness? And, and then, you know, what is there to do about not just the smaller like differences of opinion, but the like on the grander scale, the things that actually like really do matter. These huge differences that do cause all the polarity. Like, what mm -hmm. are we to do with it? Um, well, I mean, I think you, I think it requires courage and that might seem like, you know, kind of a, a overly simplistic answer, but, um, I think that these times do call for courage. I think it's, uh, a, a better policy to reach out to people versus out of fear and concern, walk away walk away again. I think it's okay to ask people if they're okay. Um, I think staying in the conversation and not giving up is really relevant. And um, again, we're distracted. And, um, you know, as an example, I remember I used to love to travel and be in airports because I would always meet someone interesting. Mm. Um, and that just doesn't happen anymore at all. Um, everybody is on a laptop or they're wearing earbuds or they're on their phone if they're solo and I'm guilty of that as well mm -hmm. um, but you know I have tried to develop some mindful uh, practices and be aware of if I'm being present or not and um, I think we're tired too Joshua I think I think we're tired of just from you know the last two three years of the um, the assault in politics and whether you um, whether you're thrilled at you know what's happening in the leadership of our country or not, it's been an exhausting time in history. Mm -hmm. 
So when I think we talked about this earlier before we started that um, sometimes you just need a break from all the thinking and worrying. Mm -hmm. So I, I try to carve out time for that, but it's easy to be, to feel like you are by yourself worried about the future of the world. And so, um, you know, in a, in a broader sense of community, I think that when people can come together to try to find solutions for the things we're worried about, that it, it's a great start. Mm -hmm. This is the interview that I did yesterday. I don't think it was in the interview, but um, Carlos was talking about uh, when people say, you know, I don't, I don't mean to be rude, and he's like, don't, then don't be rude, but you can still, you can still have compassion, right? Yeah. You can still, you can still care. You can still mm -hmm. like, you can have that difference of opinion, but you can still care about somebody right. else. Are you familiar with the term trauma-informed care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about that. Um, and, you know, the concept can be distilled down to um, in communication or in relationship with another person. Um, instead of asking yourself what's wrong with that person, you flip it just enough and you say to yourself, what happened to that person? Mm. Um, it's an interesting approach mm -hmm. to um, ground you in compassion. Mm -hmm. Even if you're on Highway 97 commuting between Ben and Redmond and someone's on your bumper, mm -hmm. it seems like, uh, it seems not only um, appropriate, but it makes me feel like a better person when I can flip it and see that that's a human being back there. Mm -hmm. That's a human being standing out there. That's a human being sitting right next to me. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I just feel better when I can remember to focus on that aspect. Hmm. What happened to that person? Hmm. And how would it feel to be treated like that? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a method for using that without having the superiority that could me, easily come along with it? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me if I remembered to do it. <laughs> that depends on a lot of things. Uh, yeah, you know, I have, I will, that's a really good question because I have struggled with that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Does it make me more superior? to look at someone and ask myself what happened to them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that uh, it, there's a little tinge of that, but on the other hand, um, I'm a broken person too. Yeah. And I have, um, you know, a lot of examples of being treated in a way that made me feel like I wasn't assessed as being a human. Mm -hmm. And I certainly wasn't being seen. Mm -hmm. So, I guess the superior, the superiority aspect to that is a lot softer than what's wrong with them, right? Anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you? Uh, this is a combo question. There's a okay. few different things I I want to get out. Um, 
do you feel a sense of purpose? Like those three words have this meaning to so many people. Um, but I can rephrase it as a compulsion to live with intention or a responsibility to affect positive change. Does any of that resonate with you? Would you say that again? Sure. Um, do you have a sense of purpose or a compulsion uh, to live a certain way, to some values-based system, um, or a responsibility to affect positive change? I often experience both of those feelings. Um, I've, I occasionally feel like I'm living with purpose, and I know when I'm in that zone, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. um, I wish that my days were <clears throat> felt more purpose-driven, um, and a responsibility for that, absolutely. Um, I mean, in it, uh, here's another cliche. I mean, you're either part of the solution or part of the problem. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, I mean, here we are talking about community and purpose. And I recently have thought that I'd like to be more involved in the community. Um, I'm not sure where I'd fit that in. Mm -hmm. But I would like to have a project where I'm shoulder to shoulder with like-minded people and we're saving something, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and I have, there are a lot of things I feel strongly about. Um, and I like to think I'm not alone in complaining that my life is super busy. Mm -hmm. And uh, making ends meet is uh, an everyday project for me. Um, and getting myself overextended is another one. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, in fact, I just had a conversation with someone uh, earlier this week on this idea of wanting to be involved in something community related. And I think it is important and uh, hopefully something will come along for me. But right now I, I struggle a little with feeling like, uh, what I do matters. Mm -hmm. The, uh, this is a rabbit hole. I like those, so. Okay. Um, so when you said, you know, standing shoulder to shoulder, solving some problem, mm -hmm. right, the thing that just popped into my head, the picture was like the whales or whatever, right? You're working right. for, um, with a Greenpeace, for example. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then for others, there's, so, so like that needs to become a priority or for some it's, um, like waste disposal or like plastics and litter and this sure. sort of thing or domestic abuse or mm -hmm. um, racism or sex trafficking, right? It's like, uh, there's a lot of there's things a lot we could of, pick, right? Sure, absolutely. And then you, to use another one of your words, you find these people who have this like-minded concern, mm -hmm. right? So you can have the like-minded concerns or the like-minded joys, right? For your fitness and health and biking and yoga, mm -hmm. and, um, whatever it may be, shooting at the range. And, <laughs> right. And, um, What I, uh, you know, part of and this question very rarely like goes this far, which I'm always a little frustrated about. So I'm just going to push it there today. Okay. But the sense of purpose, compulsion to, to, to be a certain way or a responsibility to affect positive change. In my mind, like those things all have to do. There is, of course, an existential component, which we don't need to go down. But there, there is this like 
there's a selfishness behind all of these actions that I think most or many people view as like the wrong actions, right? You're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. The problem is often that like one person thinks they're better than the other. But we don't really have like an anti-selfishness movement. We have a we have a protect the whales and a garbage and a mm -hmm. litter and a domestic violence yeah. and a sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. But underneath it all is this like same thing. And I think uh, as long as we keep working on all of these things, right? It's like I, I think it's like a biblical um, uh, interpretation of it. But like the the branches, right? As long as we keep working on the branches, the root is still growing. Yeah. And I just don't. I don't know what to do about it. Like, you know, in some way, a community thread is an attempt for me to kind of like work at it way down at the base. Mm -hmm. But the disconnect that comes from just, just two people that actually do give a damn, mm -hmm. one of them gives a damn about one thing, one of them give, yeah. gives a damn about then another, and mm -hmm. they're still disconnected. Well, and I, I just had this light bulb turn on over my head while you were describing that to me, and I think that there's also this um, fear of being adversarial because you're in support of something that someone is not. Right. I mean, I, I was pretty active in a local political campaign recently in support of someone here locally, and uh, even that felt weird, like even putting a sign in my front yard. Yeah. And I hope that's not, I'll have to think more about this, Joshua, but I hope <laughs> that I'm not doing that. I hope I'm not avoiding becoming involved in something that matters to me because I don't, I don't have the energy to be an adversary. Mm -hmm. But I will be thinking about that. Mm. Great. Do you want to ask me anything? Um, yeah, I do. I want to ask you about this project, obviously. Um, Do you ever have interviews that you're unhappy with? Yeah. I don't know if it's uh, my nature or you know, my nurture. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if it's like my the rut that I fall into or if it's a path that I'm trying to blaze, you know, it's hard to know like what, what has these, where, where these feelings come from and if they're bad or good or right. Survivalist. It, it's so difficult to know, but yeah, I do. I, I have interviews with people where, it goes so many different ways. It can be so lovely, mm -hmm. you know, a huge percentage of them end in a hug. And, mm -hmm. and I think this like thought that we'll be connected again in the future. And, and we really meant something to each other today, which means that we mean something to each other, like on a permanent level. Sure. Um, that's most often the way it feels. It doesn't always go like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've been doing this long enough to know that sometimes that I don't know what that is then. I don't know if that's just a high, like a, a momentary high or a well-intentioned, um, but very difficult thing to follow up on. Um, and then sometimes I, uh, 
I just, you know, I, I don't know. I get in my car and I just, I'm not really sure like what, what, what was meant to have happened and mm-hmm. if I could have asked different questions or if someone is being idealistic with me or if someone's being genuine or, or either of those, is one of those things better than the other. And then um, some of it too is just like, I, I, you know, like what do I do with it? It's just responsibility. And then if I am just, if I come here and we have this interview and I do a thing and it sits on the internet and four people listen to it, is that, is, that, is that enough and is yeah. that because of something I did wrong is, or should I celebrate the four people like I don't know there's a lot to con- consider in all of it and I do that a lot I consider that a lot so what keeps you feeling engaged in this project then I mean you do quite a few of these interviews how many of the, do you do a month roughly mm, like roughly four so oh, it turns out to months. be roughly a one, week one once a week. a week okay so then what makes you keep that feeling of inspiration is what's underneath that for you the drive obsession i guess well, what, like what, a, a compulsion uh, maybe an obsessive compulsion or like o- overdoing what you said you were going to do i mean and working continuing to roll these out or uh really switch places here, huh? Um, A very, I've used this word like extremely rarely. A belief that it's important. Belief being the word I use rarely. Okay. Um, And a word I use even like rare less frequently and a hope that it has potential Mm -hmm. and then it's the only thing standing in the way is time and persistence Mm -hmm. but i don't you know, real talk, like I don't have any reason to think that stuff. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's not a, like a lot of allies in this. There's not a team of support. There's not. For sure. Um, so then it's like against all odds, like doing this and doing this and doing this and doing this because I hope that this will be the interview mm-hmm. or I hope that that will be the interview. So yeah, it's a, it's just like kind of an unknown. It's 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 um it's habit too. It gives me a place. I, I feel yeah. I feel a place, mm-hmm. right? A sense of purpose from mm-hmm. this. And then the the bare bones. The truth of the matter is that like it's um it feels good to come into a stranger's home and sit and talk with them, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. link them up to some equipment. Mm-hmm. And and produce something out of it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I believe that everything we do is about relationships, and I think we are starving for deeper relationships. So you know, I think you know, perhaps this is your way to 
seek that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to believe, right? Like I, I assume that we are better than we look <laughs> out in the world. <laughs> oh God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we do so many mm -hmm. ridiculous, foolish and selfish things. Yeah. And that, that really annoys the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I have my list. But um, there's also so much, like, good in us. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really do think you could take the two most different people in the world with the most different personalities and different habits and different proclamations and, and you, they would find you can choose that you can choose to highlight your differences it's very it's the, yes. definitely the easier road it's well paved right there's an easy pass for that mm -hmm. and you zip right through it but it's like also very boring there's very little scenery along the way true very true and it's an effort. It takes effort sometimes to find the things that you have in common and to connect with people and to maintain somebody's humanity. So, so is that what you're hoping when I listen to someone else's interview that you've done, that I will have a connection to that person, that I will recognize common ground, Yeah. similar thinking? That's I, it. Huh? I hope that you'll, not only that, I hope that you'll have a connection with that person in particular. And I also hope that you will then assume that you can have that connection with whoever is outside your door, whoever is at the grocery store or the That's library great. or your fitness class. That. Yeah. Maybe you should start a podcast. You're Maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you like to say anything in closing? You know, there is something I'm going to go out there on a limb right now. Great. Um, there's something that I think about a lot and um, sitting here with you, a total stranger, up until an hour ago, um, and to, to be having such a forthright, honest conversation with a man is a rare experience for me. Hmm. And, you know, I have a I have a son. I have um, I have wonderful men in my life. I was raised by one, and um, I think this um, is an especially hard time. You know, I imagine it was a very hard time to be a man in in this world right now, and I uh, I'm wondering what your thoughts are about that. <laughs> Lots of room to get in. As a man. <laughs> I, I have asked a few men this question, and um, it usually there's usually an awkward silence. Um. I struggle with the assumption, assumptions about me because of my outward appearance. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say like someone else doesn't experience that in different ways, right? It's not. It's not like. Who could possibly understand that it's like so many people have that to say and it's interesting that there's been a turn 
that now I am a person that can say something like that. Right. You know, I sit in different spaces, and sometimes I am the in one particular space in my life. Pro another project I'm working on. I am the I am the lone white male in the room, hmm. and it has an impact on the way I present myself and how often I speak up and whether or not the room thinks I have much to offer. Yeah. You know, because my time is past and like our, our time is due and we've had it for power for too long and this sort of thing. I'm interested in um, a few things. I mean, I'm, I'm really puzzled with racism. That's something that really bothers me and it's something I have a really difficult time understanding like at all and I am also not the, like I don't really I'm not the right person for right. dealing with it that bothers me um, I don't know do you do you feel concern about uh, or do you feel confidence uh, let's just flip it a little bit again. Um, do you feel confidence about how to operate in the world as a man now um, that has been consistent for you and static? Or have you felt a certain pressure to reconsider how you behave as a man? I don't think that I have many uh, that I've had many overt behaviors. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't I don't feel like I'm sitting in Joe Biden's seat, for example, at the moment, where I've been this, yeah, kind of like touchy feely, you know, strangely, was that inappropriate type of person. Um, I don't think that I need to reprogram, like based on being made aware of a bunch of bad habits. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much of it has to do with being a man, but a lot of this has to do with being a person that's creating a community thread. True. Is, is that I have a temper, which I come by very honestly. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's, um, it, it's something that... Uh, I wish to put aside, I mean, whatever, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. uh, wrestle down or beat or obliterate, however you want to, mm -hmm. but it, but it also, it's, it's like the same thing that is like my fire, right? right. You can't, you can't like get rid of something yeah, like that that's, because the, the, that's it, an interesting comparison my to my question. Right. Um, so the person that's on my ass in traffic really annoys me, mm -hmm. you know? Sometimes it's easy to think, like, what's about to happen to them if right. I slam on my brakes instead <laughs> yeah. of what has happened to them, right? I knew uh, where you so were going So there's with lots that, of yeah. things to practice on in <clears throat> that. Um, I try to listen, but, you know, like, I also, and I have, I have a deeply uh, patient, caring, and love, loving partner mm -hmm. who allows and I don't even know if she knows she does it, but she allows me to, like, realize my own bullshit, which is, um, <laughs> I've never had someone do wow. that for me. Um, Would you be able to give me an example? Uh, 
Yeah, like if we're, this is just a basic example, if we're in the car together and, you know, I get cut off, she allows my 20 seconds of ranting and sits there quietly while I, like, hear all the things I'm saying and compare them to the actions that I am doing while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. And doesn't give me shit about it, but knows, right? Like, I think she knows, like, that... I do all sorts of dumb, silly mm-hmm. things. And that has a lot more effect on me than if someone's in the other seat yelling at me, right? Yeah. Griping at me and telling me how foolish I am. So I try to listen. I mean, I'm, I, and, and I have a lot to say about everything. I'm an extremely opinionated person. I, 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 I celebrate. <laughs> privately my intellectual prowess right and so I have a lot of thoughts on a lot of things and I'm an expert in all ways you know well it's also interesting (laughs) that you put yourself in a position to have to be a listener yeah for a person with strong opinions so uh, you know it's like how much of this is about being a man and how much of is it about being me I I, I also don't know that yeah Mm -hmm. and then how much of this how much of this that I'm not aware of is that privilege because I not knowing something different right right it's not just being a man it's like you already you know pointed out you're a white male yeah yeah i don't know i think it's good stuff to think about i also think it's good stuff to think about like in every context for everyone because put gender or race or cultural Mm -hmm. stuff behind or beside you right and just consider like you and the person you're with Mm -hmm. you and the people you're with like how can we all get better how can we all move forward how can we better communicate better understand it's never going to be all agree that's also sounds um very boring right right but consider other perspectives or even just that pause. Well, they refer to that as the, um, was it the, it, I mean, it's, it's holy, right? If you can find a way to pause, that's a holy moment right there mm-hmm. um, for all the reasons you just cited. Mm-hmm. And when we think about uh, being, crossing paths with someone who has a different belief system, I mean, creating that, space to witness who they are without judgment mm-hmm. that is powerful yeah is that the stopping point okay all right thank you very much thank you very fun yeah